0: California. What can I say today? I learned uh, the last, I guess, 24 hours, a lot of stuff about California and some of its laws that uh, have had me wondering why the universe led me out here in the first place. When I was actually looking to relocate to Florida, Texas, or possibly even Arizona, um, you know, I'd already heard about all the statistics about people leaving California, not just people that are you know, maybe poor to middle class, but a lot of the folks that have money leave in California because of the ridiculous taxation out here. Um, and even one of the guys that I've been following for quite some time, uh, Master Herbalist, that has uh, he's born and raised in Southern California and it grew his business into, I'm pretty sure, a million dollar evaluation company, um, at least that. Uh, He recently relocated to Arizona, I think, in the last year or so. And then I saw something about how um, ever since this COVID thing, you had a lot of, uh, well, there was an increase in the minimum wage to like $15 an hour. And I read this article a while back about this one city in Southern California uh, that they highlighted in the article and about how $15 an hour was not feasible for small business owners. Be able to still turn a, a reasonable profit for the you know people that own the business and that kind of thing. And how essentially, what the state of California and and the government is doing, is pricing and putting small business owners out of business. And then when you think about all of the money that was given away by the United States government, essentially incentivizing people to stay at home and do nothing for a a virus. It has a 98 and I think for the longest time on the CDC's website, the uh, survival rate was like 99 percent, even amongst the high risk groups. I'm talking about the elderly and I think they said the young people. It was still above 99 percent in terms of the survival rate. Right. So it's like, why would you force the economy to just completely shut down? Putting a, I mean, putting the screws to small business owners to where. They still have rent to pay. They still have things that they're on the hook for mortgages, you know, employee salaries, things like that. And then you essentially force the economy to just come to a screeching halt for something that has almost like 100 percent recovery rate. It makes no logical, rational sense. None. Zero. And um, let's think about this last night. You know, I was writing in my journal and I'm thinking to myself like, yo, is it, wrong, is it wrong to want to be a free individual To create your life as you would like to live it Especially if you're not harming anyone else You know, you're engaging in commerce You're creating businesses You're employing people You're helping them to be able to take care of themselves And their families You know, I'm not even on that level yet But the point is Is it wrong And it's even ridiculous to even have to ask Or ponder the question Is it wrong for me to want my freedom? Is it wrong for me to, if I want to trade time for money, even though I don't, I'm not 100% sold on that idea. The fact of the matter is I currently work for AAA and one of the biggest benefits I get is being a contribution to other human beings. And it can be a very delicate balance when you're dealing with people who are in a stress situation because their car broke down. Sometimes they're you know, very warm and polite and fuzzy. And then sometimes they're like the last call that I had last night where the lady had locked her keys in her vehicle, but she had the sun visor thing that you keep in your windshield, like when the sun is out to keep the interior of your car from getting ridiculously hot. But here's the other piece that was like, I've never seen this before in my life. She had cardboard covering all of the windows inside the vehicle. And then she wants me to get into her car to unlock it when I can't see anything. And so, you know, what I'm speaking to is the fact that I get value out of being of service and working in a service oriented job, you know, getting to even play the part of being a hero. And at the same time, I see why a lot of people, when they get money, you know, it's probably not the best analogy, but if somebody wins the lottery, why they'll quit their job. Cause sometimes dealing with people and their different personalities and their their anger and their issues, it can be a lot to process and to, to to be able to remain calm. And I knew the lady was pissed off last night because she's living in a hotel. I guess maybe they're I don't know if they're uh, cleaning for asbestos or something. But she had all of these uh, portable storage containers in the driveway with all of her stuff in it. And she mentioned how her medication was in the vehicle and this, that, and the other. And so I had compassion. And at the same time, I'm like, well, why would you put cardboard around the windows to where you can't even see in there? And she wants to not have any heat come in the car. And my point is, I wanted to be of service. And at the same time, I had to deal with her attitude when she's the one that caused it. So a lot of times that's why you have people just lazy and they don't want to work. You know, when you've dealt with a, if you worked in a lot of service oriented jobs and that's largely what most of the jobs are in America are service oriented. America doesn't produce anything anymore. We just consume from China and from everywhere else, India. But we don't really produce much of anything anymore. And that's one of the other fundamental problems of America or California as, as a whole is that we just we got away from what made this country great. And um, so when I look at like. You know, what I found out recently about my life insurance policy, I have a particular type of policy where I'm able to become my own banker. I'm able to you know when I pay my monthly premiums, I'm essentially building up a certain amount of cash value inside of my policy that I can borrow against whenever I want without penalty. Without taxation, because life insurance was around before the illegal offshore entity called the Internal Revenue Service. So, you know, it's free from taxation. And as I found out from the company that I have my policy with in California, it's not free from taxation. So when my cash value gets to over like fifteen thousand dollars, they can tax my money. The state of California can tax my money when they're already taxing people for everything here, back, front, forward and sideways. And for the longest time, I found myself wondering, you know, why is the universe, why is God leading me to California when it's a state that seems to be in such upheaval? You know, the gun laws here are the strictest in the nation. And yet and still, they've had more issues with mass shootings and gun violence in California than anywhere else. They've recently tried to vilify Texas for what happened in that one Velvody or whatever place, a part of Texas, when Texas is. You know, a lot of people most, a lot of people in Texas carry, you know, they have their permits, you know, and that kind of thing. And they have a lot less incidents of gun violence than they have out here, which is where they have the strictest gun laws in the country. And I was actually thinking about applying for my permit. And I don't have anything to hide. I don't have any, you know, thing on my record or anything like that. So I don't think it will be an issue. It's just the, when you look at what's going on out here, I see why. You have people from all walks of life that are just packing up and moving. Because it literally is commie Camiformia. They're they're making it that way on purpose. And like I was telling the young lady where I have my life insurance policy, a lot of times people in these other parts of the world might think that they're gonna get off scot-free, but and hopefully it never comes to this. But if they're successful with implementing a socialist communist uh Manifesto, you might say, or agenda here in the state of California, they're going to try and more than likely they're going to take it to all of the other 49 states. California, there's a saying, and I don't know where it comes from, but there's saying there's a saying that says, uh, as California goes, so goes the rest of the nation. Right. So if they're implementing that nonsense here and they're slowly but surely just putting it into every fabric of society out here. And I know there are people that are resisting and there are people that are standing up for the truth and fighting the good fight. It just seems like they've been given unlimited powers to just put the screws to people. And in a situation like that, it becomes, how long do you stay in an environment like that before you move to another location? You know? And that's what I'm left with today this place is absolutely beautiful, you know, even with the drought and all of that. I see why people come here and never want to leave, you know. It's absolutely gorgeous. And there's so many things to explore. You should never ever get bored in the state of California, ever. And um because I definitely needed a change of pace from Atlanta, I needed to do something radical. And shake up my life because nothing was working in Atlanta. And I had to do something radical, something drastic, you might say. And uh, making a move out here uh, to work for a friend of mine at the time was the best thing I could have ever done. And I'm I'm grateful to him, you know, to this day, you know, for giving me that opportunity, even though things didn't work out in the way that we had talked about. Um you know, but he's a California native. It's a little different for natives than it is people who've moved here, I think. You know, a lot of times people that are born and raised somewhere, no matter how bad it gets, they're like, I ain't going nowhere. You know, like being from Detroit, as bad as Detroit got around the time that I left when I was 24 years of age, you had plenty of people, even in the height of all of the negativity and the bad media and the bad press about how bad Detroit was because of the violence and you know, the racial division and this, that and the other. You had a lot of people, black, white, you know, other races as well. They're like, I ain't going anywhere. This is my home. This is a place that I love and I'm going to make it work. And you got still plenty of native Californians that have that same mindset. And I totally understand. But from a financial point of view, and I don't even have it like that right now in terms of having the chips like a uh, friend of mine. That's the, you know, successful herbalist that's born and raised out of Southern California that recently moved to Arizona and moved his business operations to Arizona. Um, I don't even have nowhere near the kind of money that that cat is doing right now. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm building something. And in the process of building something, I have to look at it from a bottom line, practical and pragmatic point of view. Does it serve me in my best interest to stay in a state that is literally against entrepreneurs. That is literally against people being free people. That is against people being able to engage in capitalism, free market capitalism. Yeah, you know, I ain't talking about crony capitalism. Crony capital- capitalism is largely why this country's in, in a really shitty place right now, is because you have all of these, you know, uber wealthy people that look out for each other. And if you're not in their fraternity or in their socioeconomic class, then they just shit on you and do everything they can to make life harder for you to get to where they are because they want to control everything, the money and you and I. So, you know, I asked God many times, you know, I've had a strange life in a lot of ways you know, when everybody else was going left, I was going right, even when I wasn't trying to. And California and me coming out here at the time that I did during the height of the COVID fiasco, um, it just highlights another element of my journey to where it has not been anything close to whatever one might consider normal to be. And... uh even, like, it, you know, there's a young lady that I've been seeing, and she's lived in Texas and South America and some other places like that, you know, and I'm just left to wonder, you know, I got to have conversations for, do I even want to go further with somebody that might want to stay here, you know, because she has two children from a previous marriage and all of that, and I don't have anything holding me down, you know, I can leave tomorrow if I wanted to, Um And I feel like I was led here for a reason. And every time I felt like I had reached the end of my my time here. God would always provide the money or the person with the right conversation. uh, Or the opportunity to keep me going, not just in California, but in life and in particular, since I've been in California every time it seemed like I had hit a dead end road another opportunity opened itself up for me and so I know there are no accidents in the universe and I definitely believe that God led me here for a reason and maybe it's just for a season maybe it's not meant to be long term you know I'm actually going to be going to be rather getting a uh, reading from this uh, sidereal astrologer And also from a lady that does uh, your Akashic Records, you know, like that gets into your past lives and why you came here, what, you know, what soul contract you signed and stuff like that. And the last time I had a reading with her, you know, to paraphrase, she said, no, you are where you're supposed to be, because I asked her about California. And if this is the place for me, she said, you are where you are supposed to be right now. Right. That was the last piece she added to it was right now, because as the saying goes, the one constant in life is change, you know, Um, and things are changing now more so than ever because of all of these tyrannical, you know, government measures, state, local, you know, federal uh, to where they're just attempting to. You know, lock down even more on on people, and the, and the, and the thing about it is that most people really don't want to be free, because they're willing to just acquiesce to whatever the state of California says, and and uh, American Psycho, as I like to call him, he's like the character Christian Bill in the movie American Psycho, Newsom. They just acquiesce to whatever he dictates. You know, most of the people here. And you can say on a larger scale, most people do that when it comes to the United States government. They don't question it. They don't ask questions. It's like, well, that doesn't add up. That doesn't make sense. So why would I go along with something that does not add up, that does not make sense? But you're saying it's in my best interest. So who are you? Are you saying you're my daddy? Are you saying you are God? That's basically what they're saying. And most people are submitting to an authority When truth is the authority, not the authority itself, the so-called authority. Truth is the authority. And most people are submitting to a man or a woman as though they are the truth. No, they're a human being. They're a man or a woman. They have faults and flaws just like you and I do. And if I have questions about something that they're doing that doesn't make sense, I have a right to ask questions and get answers. And if I'm not getting the answers that I need, then that tells me everything I need to know that on some level, you're not willing to be forthcoming with what this agenda is really all about. You're being clandestine. You're trying to hide something. And if it's really a straight up agenda, if somebody asks you a question about something, you should have no problem being able to answer that question. Look them right in the eye and answer that question. And these government officials, and it's no shocking secret, politicians are pretty much liars, the majority of them. And the ones who do stand for truth, a lot of times end up getting made examples of. So it's like, you know, again, going back to that journal entry last night, I'm just like, wow. So to stand up for your rights, to ask questions about Why are things the way that they are when it comes to the tax code or when it comes to um, incentivizing people to stay at home as opposed to having people go to work? And I don't entirely agree with a 40-hour work week. So I get it in terms of why a lot of people just don't want to work. I've been in that phase myself at times. And I think human beings are naturally lazy and we need something to do so maybe it should be a 30 hour work week you know and we can work it out to where it works better for everybody but a lot of times uh, when most of these jobs they're not motivating people to deal from the top of the deck they're not motivating to deal from the space of integrity you know if it's a sales job it's almost like anything goes to get to sale you know that's that that's not cool that ain't right and at the same time we live in a country where essentially money is god whether people say it or not because of all of these god-fearing christians that's another one you know it's like what happened with COVID was almost like a microcosm of what happens in christianity you can't ask questions like in the bible it'll say things about threesomes it'll say things about uh fucking anal sex i mean you name it all types of debaucherous behavior. What if you, if you ask most ministers about some of the passages in the scriptures in the Bible and why is it saying what it's saying, they won't answer your question. They'll completely step around it, avoid it, or ignore you altogether, or have you put out of the church. So how is that really any different than what happened with COVID? You couldn't even question it. If you questioned it at one time, you were considered anti-American. You were considered selfish and only about your own mindless agenda. Never mind the fact that you might be supposedly taking out people around you. Even though the statistics proved otherwise. From the CDC's own website. Again, this is not my words. This is what was on their website for the longest time. I haven't been on their website in quite some time. So I don't know if they... Change that or not. But the point is, it's like Christianity and COVID are like a lot, a lot alike. You can't question them. And if you question certain things about it, you're immediately dismissed as some type of nutcase or tinfoil hat or fringe mentality person or whatever. And it's like, no, some things in this book don't add up. And you're the supposed representative of God being a pastor or priest You know, whatever, rabbi. So if I ask you questions because I need clarity around something that doesn't make sense to me, why would you avoid answering the question? So, California. Yeah, today I got some clarity that I don't know was good, but it was good in the sense I know now. Terms of the fact that I can't it probably looks like I can't stay here for a long period of time based on what I currently have in the way of a a life insurance policy. And even with some of the other things that are going on here. I mean, I I, I had a a lady I assisted recently who said she lives in an apartment complex and had to uh, switch out her battery for her car. And she said that, um, They penalize you for leaving the state of California or they she said they tax you or it was some type of penalty where you have to pay to leave. I believe it was either from apartments or from the state of California. And I was like, really? I was shocked. I was like, are you serious? And she was like freaking serious. So it's it's all the way live out here. It truly is the wild, wild west in particular in California. So, you know, what can I say? Um, Freedom is the only thing that's ever mattered to me. I ain't trying to bother anybody. I ain't trying to take anybody's property. You know, there have been recent issues at work where people stealing stuff out your truck, stealing tools. You know, I mean, I think I stole a Snickers candy bar When I was probably around eight or nine and I got caught and that was the last time I ever did that because I felt like a complete scumbag for doing it. And in the truest sense, from a standpoint of universal law, you cannot steal because if you steal, something will be stolen from you. That is a law. And you may not even be there to see it when that person who stole from you gets penalized. Or gets the retribution or the punishment. But just trust and believe. It will happen. You cannot steal. I think that's one of the Ten Commandments. You know. That that ain't my law. That's God's law. So when it comes to Newsom and Biden. And all these other political actors. Actors. And the different things that they're doing. It's only we the people that have the chance of doing anything about that. And it seems like most people have just acquiesced to the uh, bullshit. And for those that are out there that are still standing up for your freedom, your family. That's the other thing too that's gotten lost in the shuffle. Family doesn't mean anything in this country. That's why you have so many people. I remember... I used to watch this show, House Hunters International, and I'll go ahead and complete here pretty soon. Next few minutes. I one of the overlying themes that always stood out to me was almost everybody they profiled on that show. Usually it was a family. They were successful in what they had done in their career or being a business owner or whatever. And they talked about the reason why they were relocating to Belize or... South America or Panama or wherever it was, was because they wanted to spend more time together as a family. And America, the home of the Matrix, has become a meat, meat grinder. And one of the main things that they have ground up is the nuclear family. To where, if you are somehow able to keep your family intact, with all this nonsense that is going on in America, purposely dividing the family because it's all for profit and control. I tip my cap to you because I know it ain't easy being able to keep the love alive with your husband or wife. Being able to stay fully present in your children's lives. I know it's not easy. So if you were able to maintain that and keep it intact and you guys still have each other's back, God bless you guys. Because I know it's not easy. So, anyway. Hopefully it ain't over for California. In terms of it being able to be given back to the people. Because essentially what's been going on for all of these many years, however it was going on before I got out here. They're taking it away from the people and giving it to strictly people that are in power uber wealthy uh the social engineers as i call them and whatever their uh, twisted agendas are which is pretty apparent if you go to the world economic forums website they tell you you'll own nothing and you'll like it you know they want to control everything that includes you and i that ain't conspiracy theory that's fact they they they're blatant about it. They are, they are, they don't even try to hide it. The thing is, most people don't even want to look. They just want to bury their head in the sand and hope that somehow it's going to all work out. You know, you got people still waiting on Jesus to come back. Jesus ain't never left. He told us everything we knew to need. He told us everything we need to know to be free. Most of us are too afraid to stand up for it. And if you don't stand up for it and throw the money changers out of the temple like he did, the money changers, the banksters in this case, will just continue to just flex on people and, you know, destroy entire economies just so that they can continue to transfer wealth from our pockets into theirs. They're insane. Look at their history. That's all there. Pick up a book and read. read the book. The Secrets of the Federal Reserve by Euston uh, Smulins. You don't even have to read The Creature from Jekyll Island. That's like 600 pages, and a lot of stuff he got from The Secrets of the Federal Reserve, which is about 200 pages, written by Euston Smulins. So, if you want the more condensed version, get The uh, Secrets of the Federal Reserve by Euston Smulins. Why you can still get it anytime they're censoring people, anytime they're taking books off of the shelf. How is that not communism? And that's not just California, that's America as a whole. How is that freedom? You know, I may disagree with certain people, but I respect the fact that they said what they said, even if I disagree with it. But when you censor somebody because they have a dissenting point of view, that no longer be that, that is no longer freedom. I don't care how anybody tries to slice it. That ain't freedom. It's a lot of things. Freedom ain't it. So. Everything is a moment by moment phenomenon in this thing we call life. And. uh, That's why I like to have a lot of quiet time and just listen. And as I as I like to say, get my spiritual downloads from the universe to figure out uh, what my next move is to be. Because a lot of these folks and a lot of these situations that are going on now, you don't need to be involved with and you don't need to be around them. So ask for guidance daily, you know, give thanks, be in a spirit of gratitude, smile, even in the midst of what can occurs, sometimes there's a lot of darkness, smile and just give thanks, be intentional. Look people in the eye. Be grateful, laugh, and just continue creating your life, the, the life that you most want. And the universe will take care of the rest. As long as we take action, you know, as the saying goes, faith without works is dead. So if we take our faith and we apply our faith and we're intentional and we're disciplined and we're consistent, God, the universe, whatever you call them. Like, okay, I got you. I'm going to send the money you need. I'm going to send the people you need. Whatever resources you need, consider it done because you're doing the work. And that's the whole point. There is no shortcut. There are no taking uh, halfway approaches to doing the work. The work is the work, and we all got to do it if we want to really earn our freedom, if you will. And that's what it's going to take, people that really want to do the work. Otherwise... It ain't looking too good for the masses, but the masses. They want to be where they are. So the question is, do you want your freedom or do you not want to be free? Do you want to be free or don't you? You choose. And whatever you choice you make, stand powerfully in it and know that, that God has got your back. Because God truthfully doesn't care whether you're for freedom or for your communism. God doesn't care. We're co-creators. We get to have a large say-so in that by just, like I said, creating our life. I'll talk to you folks later on the next podcast. If you'd like to donate to the cause, I'm still looking to raise some money for my book. And uh, I thank you so much for listening and uh, share the podcast with somebody else if you think they might be interested. And you can also check me out on Instagram at the uneducated food scientist. That's all one word. And um, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Take care of yourselves and let freedom ring. One love. Peace.